Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the new era of Parts Unknown. My name's Matt Davis. I'm from the Gorilla Position podcast and the Totally Football Show. Your previous host, Ben Green, has been future endeavoured and taken on a behind-the-scenes role more befitting of a man living the gimmick of producer Ben. So what are we doing on the new Parts Unknown? Well, we're going back in time, analysing all the manias in reverse. That'll start in a couple of episodes' time, because before we get there, we've got to get done with WrestleMania 34, which is taking place in New Orleans this weekend. And speaking of getting done, we've got done. Carrie Dunn, professor of wrestling and author of... Spandex, screwdrops and cheap pops inside the business of British professional wrestling. The sequel's going to have to go some to better that title, <laughs> isn't it? From Sky Sports News, it's Anton Tolui. Hello, mate. You right? Yeah, you're slumming it here on the indies with us today, Anton. Uh, what can I say? You know, it's where you earn your, you earn your stripes. It's getting your hands dirty and seeing how the other half live. Excellent. And a man who's been high on morphine all week after donating bone marrow is writer and broadcaster Carl Anker. Carl, should you be working hurt, brother? This is my yard now. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is obviously top of everybody's list, um, what what are we looking forward to most on this card? Anton, I'll start with you. Uh, For me, it's Flair against Oscar. I am hyped about this match. We've seen in previous WrestleManias what Flair can do. It's been to the somersault, we've got the streak, and I think we all know the result, but it's how we get there. And I think this could be, it genuinely could be one of the best matches you've seen in the women's division. It's really good when they have a simple way to sell a match isn't it title versus streak that's all you need in this situation oh yeah I met Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam 2016 and I had the pleasure of overhearing a hotel gym conversation as she was practicing certain moves I know she's been practicing a certain move for a while and she is very much invested on Sasha Banks being fit because she thinks Sasha Banks is the person who is most likely to take a certain move Um, if she busts out certain move against Asuka we're all going to lose it it's gone all right. amazing. What a tease that is. Um, Carrie, in terms of the women's matches, they've been sort of getting progressively better and better. Charlotte versus Asuka, a straight-up one-on-one match, let's not forget. Any chance it goes on last? No, but it should. Why? Because, let's say, title versus streak. Um, I think you've also got the name value, and I think the crowd will be really into it as well. I mean, uh, hopefully they're not going to... Uh, make Charlotte uh, walk out to the ring with her dad and she's got enough name value by herself to do this by herself now. Obviously we're back in New Orleans and he's back. Daniel Bryan with Shane O'Mac versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We'll talk about Bryan and everything that that's happened in the last few weeks uh, but first of all Shane is pretty ill. He's got diverticulitis. Is it a good idea that he's wrestling in this match? Divert Articulosis is the reason why Brock Lesnar now wrestles in WWE mm. rather than UFC. Shane McMahon is is made of like wasp stings and snake venom. So the laws of man do not apply to Shane McMahon. If he wants to go get his head panned in to earn his father's love again, go on. Are you excited about this match for, for anything other than the return of DB? 
Uh, yeah, I'm excited because it's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Those two I can watch do anything forever. Uh, there's a great interview with Paul Heyman recently where Paul Heyman basically says Kevin Owens is Dusty Rhodes reincarnated. And he goes, you will figure it out eventually that Kevin Owens will be the next Dusty Rhodes. And you will see it in that tag match, I very much believe. Anton, it's pretty clunky the way that they actually got there, WWE, to tell this story. But now they've done it, it is a match which is pretty keenly anticipated. It is massively anticipated, obviously, because of the return of Daniel Bryan. But the Shane O'Mac angle, I actually, it was clunky, but I actually quite liked the fact that somebody was standing up to, to Shane McMahon and that, you know, kind of calling him out for being, you know, he, he, he was almost a heel because he was making bad decisions. So... And I actually quite like the fact that Brian was on the side of, of Owens and, and Zayn, and that's gone away now for obvious reasons. So there's an element to the actual narrative behind it, which I feel is a little bit of a shame. So I'd love to see Brian alongside Owens and Zayn, even if it's just temporarily, just in, just in the match, they all turn on Shane or something. I think that would be, I'd love to see I that. I kind of think that's going to happen, actually. Um, it's what I'm hoping for. When Zayn and Owens turned on Brian, they turned on him in a very different way than so they've done to anybody else. It's a more kind of, we don't want to do this, but we have to do this. Mm, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Exactly. There's this kind of uh, undercurrent there. And yeah, you're right. Shane McMahon's been an absolute douchebag to, to, to Zayn and Owens. He is a heel in this story. I don't see what, you know, they're trying to make out that Sami Zayn was the heel because he saved his friend from being squashed by him. You know, that is not, <laughs> you know, it's friendship. And I know WWE hates friendship, but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Shane is the heel. Uh, Brian, Zane, and Owens are all different shades of good guys. I think they're going to unite at some point and defeat the evil of Shane O'Mac. I don't think it will. The stipulation really threw me, really took me out of the story. So the stipulation that if Kevin and Sammy win, they're reinstated. I was like, oh, well, fine, okay. Well, they're reinstated to SmackDown, so now there's the whole, oh, maybe they can go into Raw. But WWE doesn't do swerves like that. Did you see who was back on Twitter this week? El Generico. Amazing. Like, <laughs> Did translate? The tiny touches that make Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens amazing. And also, I really enjoy the fact that those two haven't quite figured out how much they like each other. So in the six-pack challenge, they had that little moment where Sami was about to lay down and then they kind of flipped, reversed it, whatever, so... And this is a better spot for Sammy and Kevin to be in than a one-on-one match at the start of the show or as a bit of filler or whatever, is it? This is, admittedly, it's got a McMahon in it and it's got Daniel Bryan's return, but the spotlight is going to be on this match to such an extent that it can surely only benefit everybody in it. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think Sammy and and Kevin are so good at telling a story, as is Daniel Bryan, that... It doesn't, you know, it, it it could be even clunker. It could be a worse build-up. They, these guys are still going to make sure that this is a good match. And even if they need to carry Shane, or you know, if he's not hundred percent, or even if he has to pull out, you know, they, they bring in a, a, a ringer at the, at the last minute. They'll still be a great match, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, they could put Kurt Hawkins in in Shane's place, and the, the match would still get over, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? But there are there are a lot of people on the out, and we'll probably mention later. There are a lot of people on the outs on the outskirts either coming back from injury or still haven't got a match. I'm still not entirely convinced necessarily we'll see Shane if it because he has something seriously wrong with him. Yeah. Why would you That's risk it? Really bad, really, really bad. Like Brock Lesnar couldn't. Brock Lesnar was UFC champion and was holding the heavyweight t- title for ages. Reign of Terror gets that, has to leave. And you talk to most people in UFC what happened to Brock Lesnar. He got sick. He wasn't he, blah 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 blah. Like Brock Lesnar went from the most devastating man in UFC to nope 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 can't do this no more. 
And Shane shouldn't need a redemption story because he's had a couple of WrestleManias to get that and he's rich enough to not need the money, you know, we assume he's got his father's love. Um, just before we move on from this match, um, how did everybody feel when the news broke about Daniel Bryan? Not necessarily when he said it on SmackDown, but when it was released on social media the, the day before. Carrie, was it was it just tears of joy or was it trepidation? A little bit of both. Um, firstly, I was kind of screenshotting the tweet and then sending it to everybody that I knew on WhatsApp. Go, oh my God, Bryan's going to be back <laughs> wrestling. And I was so excited. And then I kind of thought about it. I was like, okay, he's been away for this long. He's been through all these medical things. How is that going to affect the way that he wrestles? I'm really worried for him now. Am I going to be able to watch him in the ring knowing what I know about his previous injuries? Uh, I think I'm mostly excited, really pleased for him and just a little bit scared. My my worry is in terms of he was the character development and, you know, WrestleMania 30. And that's what we remember. He was, you know, the people's guy. He was and there is a worry. Smackdown is pre-poor at the moment in terms of where, where it is with the storylines. My worry is, how does Brian get to the to the level he deserves to be as a competitor with the with the storytelling? That's, as, as opposed to you know, the, the neck injuries and everything else you worry about from a personal point of view, but from the product, my worry would be, do they just hitch their wagon to, to Brian? It's a waste of his talent, or is it actually, is he going to save the programme because yeah, the writing improves around him? They totally don't understand Daniel Bryan. And they, can, they will continue to not understand Daniel Bryan. However... When you are Daniel Bryan, you can have a terrible WrestleMania to SummerSlam to whatever thing and be whatever and then just win the Royal Rumble and everything's okay because he's Daniel Bryan. I'm going to use the parallel of Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels came back where at any point in time, just put Shawn Michaels there and then people will go really, really happy. Stick him in a chamber, stick him in a triple threat, have him win the Rumble, have him feud with some young people, have him get in the tag match. He can do whatever he wants. Like, oh, Braun Strowman needs a tag partner. You can just call Braun Strowman in. That'll be cool. Put him on Raw. You can do whatever you want with that guy and it'll be amazing because Daniel Bryan I think is perma over alright so this is a pretty stacked card uh, 5 hours 10 minutes was the running time of 33 as we record we've got 13 matches announced that doesn't include Cena versus Taker which we're obviously all expecting elsewhere Brock versus Roman Reigns, three years in the making after their, their match at 31 when Seth obviously cashed in um is Brock bothered about this? Do we get do we get a, a five minute match like we got against Goldberg last year? See you bye from Brock. I love that match. Yes, oh yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that match. But is it going to be a short Brock? I'll give you an F five. You Superman punch me because I'm not that bothered about this sports entertainment business anymore. Or is it Brock? Okay, I'll make this guy. I quite like him. We had a good match the other year. Let's do it again. I think Brock really respects Roman Reigns, and I think you're going to get. I think we'll get 15 minutes in terms of how many suplexes you'll get eight. I think we'll get eight and then eventually Roman. So not quite, I don't like you, so here's 13. And not quite, you're going to get loads of offense in, but I'm going to snap, like escape like uh, Samoa Joe. I think going to get around. Seven or eight, Roman's eventually going to do something and then chicanery is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a real shock, isn't it, Anton, when Carmella cashes in at the end? <laughs> I would love to see that. I, I would oh, be absolutely brilliant. Yes, please. <laughs> um, I, I, this match, anybody that's sort of, you know, ambivalent about this match, just go back and watch WrestleMania 31 because it shows how good these two are when they are at the top of their game, especially Brock. Brock is 
brutal, but also knows how to how to sell it when you know when a momentum shift is needed. This could be absolutely fantastic. You're right in terms of you know the contract status with Brock is still up in the air. You know he, he's he's not a daft man. He knows what he's doing. Being pictured with Dana White and he's desperate to go back to UFC, but he's got to you know sit out the, the rest of his ban and that kind of thing. So it's all it's all very much sort of lots of things up in the air. But I still think I still think it'll be a decent match. I still got enough faith in in Brock that he respects Reigns enough for this to be a good enough match and I you know I expect Reigns to take the gold obviously but I think I think we could be it could be fantastic. Carrie is there any way that Roman doesn't win this match? No I don't think so I think it is going to be a Reigns win and I think you're right I think watching back their previous match will make you much more excited for the prospect of WrestleMania 34 than the actual build up to this event actually has done because I'm much more excited for it having watched the previous matches. Do you think that Roman's been showing too much ass, as they say in the business, getting beaten up too much in the build up to this because they've almost taken it to the point where they've been trying to elicit sympathy for him, but they've been getting one more time chance when Brock's been beating him up. Could could they have come at it a little bit differently? They're trying to make him scrappy underdog, aren't they? Which is just ridiculous. Although I suppose you're always going to be underdog against Lesnar, but um, unless you're Samoa Joe, unless you're Samoa Joe, I love that feud. That was brilliant. <laughs> um, one small thing, sorry to jump in. I just want Brock Lesnar to take off Roman Reigns' tactical vest. Yeah, that really bugs like, me too. Yeah, yeah. Mid- you're not D'Lo Brown, like, mate. Just mid fight, mid. So Brock Lesnar has a thing where he removes his gloves and he's like, "I'm just going to start belting you in my real fist." I want mid fight him to just remove the tactical vest and then just start dropping knees. And that sounds very fan fiction like here, Carl. <laughs> that will oh yeah. That will get me that will get me properly into Roman Reigns as an underdog. Oh, he's not wearing wonder, armor anymore. I wonder where you go with that. <laughs> that would get me hmm. yeah. <laughs> Take his top off. Just take his top off. What is underneath? <laughs> take take his top off, you coward. <laughs> Can we have a little bit of love for the um, role that Vince McMahon played on Raw a couple of weeks ago when Roman went backstage into Gorilla and Vince just vinced it and showed everybody else in the business why he basically runs it? I yeah. love seeing that. I love seeing that. And that's been the best part of this feud, that 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 30 second moment, because the feud itself has actually been pretty poor because, you know, people not turning up and then uh, one beat down and then another beat down. And you're just thinking, oh, you know, that bit in terms of, the interference and the production and Vince still runs the show. That is, you know, that's what we believe. That's what we see. That's what we want to see. And that's, that's the one thing that's worked in the build-up. So that's the Universal title matchup. What about the WWE title? It's going to be AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura. The match that they've promoted basically on the premise that it's going to be a good match. It's true, and it will be a good match, and I'm really excited for it, which is unusual for me because I'm so kind of into story, and that they really haven't bothered doing one around this at all. But no, I think this is going to be really, really incredible. I'm very, very excited for this. They've got such a rich history in Japan, which they haven't drawn on at all. Um, and could they have built this match a little bit better, or is the fact that it's these two enough? I'm a little worried, to be brutally honest, because so when scared. you when you expect so, something so good that my natural sort of pessimism comes through and just thinks, will it be as good as I want it to be? Because I, I trust these guys and, you know, they are brilliant in the ring and they've got the history, they know each other so well, but can it live up to it? Can it live up to, you know, our expectations? I really hope you're nodding at me, so yes. Yes, yeah, it will, Carrie. Yeah, yes, it will. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Carl's worried too. I'm terrified. WrestleMania's had a problem for a couple of years where they have the work rate match 
and very often it's got Jericho in it, which Jericho is amazing, it's fantastic, but it just doesn't it doesn't quite snap. the The bill doesn't quite get there, and then it, the ending is always odd. Um, and I'm so scared this might happen. Nakamura hasn't had the WWE stuff I really wanted to, to, him to have outside his initial match in NXT. Um, he looks bothered in the last month. He looks as if, oh, this is the Nakamura I watched in New Japan, um, which so hopefully will be good. Will it be the amazing barnstormer that it was at Wrestle Kingdom where they fought for the uh, uh, Intercontinental belt? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go that far to the left. I don't think AJ Styles is going to fight like he hates his back which is when he's at his best, when he just fights with general disdain for his vertebrae. Um, it's going to be fine. And uh, I'm, I'm going with that expectation and I'm hoping I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'm going in there with the same amount of expectation as I would go into John Cena versus Rusev. It'd be nice for it to be the main event. They're going to put it on really early. Trust me. You're listening to the Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast from Muddy Knees Media. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Parts Unknown. We've been given some top trumps cards by the good people at winningmoves.co.uk. And if you want to win some, follow us on Twitter at the PU Podcast and you'll get more information on that in the coming days and weeks. I've got my Titus O'Neill card here, so I'm going to ask a Titus O'Neill question. Which superstar, along with Titus O'Neill, captured the WWE Tag Team Championship at Money in the Bank 2015? Anton, you can have first go at this. It's guess, a pretty easy question. It's Darren Young. It is Darren Young, yeah. That was a rubbish question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you get a harder one. What was the name of the tag team that Titus O'Neill formed with Heath Slater? I have absolutely no idea. I didn't either until I read it. Carrie? Looking equally bamboozled. Uh, Anton? No, no idea. The answer we were looking for, Slater Gator. Oh, Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Of course. Slater Gator. (laughs) Plenty more of that stuff if you pick up the Top Trump set. That's winningmoves.co.uk. Back to the card then. Next up, we're going to go for the match which has not been announced at time of recording, but is definitely going to happen. Undertaker versus John Cena. That red-hot match from five to ten years ago, which is taking place in 2018. Who's psyched for this one? John Cena? (laughs) 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 Nobody else on the planet. No, I'm still kind of hopeful that it's not going to happen. I think Taker's music's going to hit. I thought you were going to say, I'm 
still kind of hopeful it will be a passable match. No, no, it's going to be dreadful. It no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Taker's music will hit. There'll be the kind of dong, and then cut to the Titantron, and we'll Skype through to Taker's living room, sitting there with Michelle McCool and the kids, and he's just going, nah. Uh, Have you seen the size of my property yeah, portfolio? Can't be I don't need with to us. get back What's in the, the point? ring. Um, I, okay. right. I, I would rather see Undertaker's dong than than actually watch this match. <laughs> What's I, wrong with you? I, it's, it's, it's just... It's sad watching the last three, three manias with, with Taker and, and, and what he can and can't do these days. We don't... And, you know, Cena isn't... He's not the greatest in-ring technician. I, we don't need this match. Understatement, Santon Tolui there. Cena's not the greatest <laughs> in-ring te- technician. Carl, presumably Kid Rock's going in the Hall of Fame so that he can bring out the American badass and that's why Taker laid down his um, dead man stuff in the ring after last year? Uh, yeah, I heard that theory. Um, fine. I I want to be sports entertained. You, you're not going to get a good match out of this, so just go all the way Sting versus Triple H and just throw everything at it. Have all the many versions of John Cena come out as like clones or from like Dell and Dental Talent. Have like hip hop scene, someone dressed as hip hop Cena run out. Have someone like dressed up as Halloween Cena run out. And then have all the other versions of Undertaker run out. Have Zangief Taker run out. Have uh, have Johnny Cash, Last Gunslinger Taker come out. Just throw it all out there and make it weird and nasty and then get out of my sight. <laughs> We're going to have two hugely elaborate entrances. Uh, like a five-minute match and then some shenanigans post-match, really, aren't we? It, it, surely WWE can see that we can't have more than maybe even eight minutes as a stretch for Taker these days in terms of having a match. The, the rumours are, you know, he's had his hip surgery, he feels great. If And if Taker says he wants 25 minutes, Taker's getting 25 minutes, and you're going to have to deal with that because I don't want this match. I feel very uncomfortable by the concept of this match. However, I'm Taker's entertainment for 20 years, and if he wants to keep going for 20 more minutes, I'm not really going to say no because he's a lot bigger than me. This could uh, this could be the longest WrestleMania then in that case, and we had five hours plus last time. Yeah, because there are there are thirteen already plus this, and and what if you expecting AJ Nakamura to to be what best part of half an hour? Yep. Daniel Bryan's match will probably go on for at least twenty minutes. This is this, six, this, six hours. You'd hope you know Flair Oscar would would be given the time it deserves. This this could go on a long, long time. And this is another match. Now we're getting into it. I'm sort of, I mean, I'm excited because it's WrestleMania, but this is another match that the build-up's been pretty poor to, really, hasn't it? Cena had that great promo out the gate, and since then, he's just been whining and, and, and moaning. Yeah, and also the whole, I don't care. So he does the whining and moaning, but then he says, I don't care because I'll go to WrestleMania as a fan anyway. So you're just thinking, well, you completely negated your entire promo. So why am I listening? Go, go as a fan. Stop talking. Go as a fan. Have a beer. Relax. So that's that's what you want to do. Go and do it because that's nice what all we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Come out of there. Put him in the Andre the Giant. Wow. Why I don't understand why John Cena in the Andre the Giant and just having all of the jobbers bouncing off him wouldn't be amazing to see. Just have put him in there. Put someone like uh, Alistair Black in there. Bye, man. Backs to each other, turn around. Yeah, yeah, there you are. Here's a few you didn't know you wanted. Now that's a tease. Just do that. But John's going to John. Pass this man a pencil. That is absolutely outstanding. Um, Next up, a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. The Miz, the champion versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. You got the weird two faces versus one heel dynamic in a triple threat match. But we are um, assuming all in agreement that The Miz is indeed awesome and this match deserves a bit of time and spotlight. Oh, absolutely. And I saw that Miz and Maurice had their baby this week. They did, yeah, little girl. So that's very exciting. And I'm looking forward to, in 20 years' time, the feud between that baby, 
Baby Monroe, I believe, mm. and Birdie Danielson. So, <laughs> next generation, that'd be fun. But yeah, Miz has been brilliant. I'm I'm really excited for this one too. So I, I, we, I would love to see Miz keep the belt and become the longest reigning intercontinental. It, they've champion. mentioned that so much; it'll be weird if they don't do but it. Then, now. But then, surely Miz is going to have to do paternity leave. Yep. So, what he we presume he drops the belt to to one of the other two? Give it to I mean, Finn. I mean, this is it. It's, this it's, is Finn's WrestleMania. I, I quite like. I, I love not knowing who's going to win but also in my head I'm just trying to figure out you can't help me the outside factors that may affect the match but I'm really excited I absolutely adore The Miz I think we all do in terms of just what he's become and the other two the other two need a vehicle to sort of show their excellence and Miz has always been happy to do that in his career as the third man in a match or the, the eighth man in a ladder match or something he's you know he's a real team player even though he's you know the greatest sort of on mic talent that they've got so yeah, I, th- I think this could be fantastic. Are you of the opinion, Carl, then you want Finn to win that, that Miz is kind of over the IC title? Is it, he doesn't need it? Or? This is the most handsome triple threat match I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, there was a bit on Raw where Miz, it was Miz TV and he was trying to goad Finn and Seth into fighting each other. And I was just whispering kiss <laughs> softly at the screen. Just kiss, come on. Um, yeah, they're all amazing talents. And uh, Miz, in my opinion, is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Now. But like he, the title, it, the title looks weird when he's not holding it. He he completes that title and he makes, you know, there's this whole talk about all oh, the IC thing is the the workhorse thing. No, it it's the this guy, he's fun. Doesn't have to be work great. Doesn't have to be just like someone you like seeing every single week. You know? It's the only title we see on Raw every yeah, week. Like, which is why I think you should be given to one of the flippy guys. In I think Finn Balor definitely needs something more than just. Smiling. Smiling and having more abs than sense. Um, God, he's handsome. <laughs> he's a lovely guy as well, <laughs> no, as Finn, but he needs, he needs an injection of something into his character. Maybe he turns heel. Yeah. And, 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 and it hasn't worked with Gallus and Anderson being by the side either. The whole oh, they're, club, they're just total the, non-entities. The whole, the whole club thing hasn't worked. So you're right in terms of maybe a belt would help. Do we think we get the demon? No, no. I, w- I would be very surprised. I think it'd be a waste of that at WrestleMania, um, and, and it's and it's it's a beautiful match, as you said. Yeah, he, you know, he, the, <laughs> why ruin the aesthetic? <laughs> if the, we're going to get Demon Finn Balor at WrestleMania, you want that to be a one-on-one peak of a massive feud, mm. don't you? Kind of thing. That's the only time I think he should really dip into that that demon aspect. Um, just to finish on this, so Miz a year later has got a baby. What's the date of John Cena and Nikki's wedding again? No, no, there isn't one, is there? That wedding's never going to happen. That's why. The US title. Sorry, am I the only person that thinks that? They're not getting married. I don't care. I'm not saying, not <laughs> saying, I, I, not anything saying Cena related, anything, I don't care. John Cena was told by an agent, it's weird that you've got a girlfriend when you're 40 plus. It, you'll get more roles if you propose to her. Do I actually have to marry her? No, no, no. Just just put a ring on her finger and, and that'll do you for a couple of years. That's the deal with that. Poor Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Poor Nikki Bella. So secondary belt on Smackers is the US title. It's a fatal four-way now between Randy Orton, the champion, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal and Rusev, who's the last entrant into it and who I would posit has perhaps saved this match and given it some Mm -hmm. relevance to what's happening in April 2018 in wrestling. I cannot wait for the entrance. The chorus of Rusev Day. (laughs) The chorus of what day is today. I have a cal- I have the Rusev Day calendar at home, and every single day is Rusev Day. Uh, one of my good friends has been wishing his fiance Happy Rusev Day for the last six months, <laughs> continuously. Uh, happy Rusev Day is how I say cheers now. Um, it is amazing 
how simple an idea has to be to get over. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. What? Um, so many times. Uh, oh, he's just wonderful. I can't wait for his entrance and I, I really want him to win and he probably won't because Randy bloody Orton. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Gary? Who wins? Yeah, I think probably right. It is going to be Orton, isn't it? It's not going to be... It's not going to be Bobby Rouge, obviously. Um, He's going to get some sort of elaborate entrance, oh, obviously. I really hope he gets like the the platform and the whole kind of spinning thing, and I hope he's got a very, very huge robe. And Jinder Mahal? No. Um, yeah. You could see three very, you could see three very elaborate entrances and Randy Orton in this match. <laughs> what, what, what's Orton going to do? Like, <laughs> just just come, out, come out in a snake onesie. Yeah. No, that's what I'd like to see. <laughs> He got his band playing his theme. It, it, was it 30, but other than that, yeah, pretty bland old uh, Randall. Randall Keith Orton. Randall Keith Orton. Yeah. And the RKO. When will you nowhere. marry? It's not out of nowhere. It's his finishing move. He's going to do it. it anyway, Jinder, Jinder would have been a good guy to win this before he won the WWE title. It would have made perfect sense for his character to win the US title. But he's just in this, what, as a, as a thank you for being the champ for a bit and sorry we've killed your career now? I don't think his career's been killed. I think his career's been saved. That guy's now the permanent fourth member of the Elimination Chamber. Okay. Uh, he, he's held the WWE title for more days than Ric Flair ever did. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sad. Uh, uh, yeah. I, and I, yes, the reasons he got that job, the role was weird. And yes, none of the matches were particularly compelling. But that's a guy who worked himself... He worked his ass off. He got that role. He did as best he could, and by all counts, he's a very nice human being. Uh, that guy was drinking. Yeah, he he really drinks is. something like eight liters of water a day to like get into that shape. Fair enough, man. If you eat just water, that is that it? Is that how he's got into that shape? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, he still had to eat all that food and lift all those weights, um, which is more than you can give me as much whatever, whatever, whatever. But there's no way I'm looking like that, and there's no way I'm going to be that competent in the ring. So good for him, and like he can. Providing he doesn't lean into the whole, whoa, I'm foreign and brown gimmick, let him do what he needs to do. If, if Rusev doesn't win, I hope New Orleans riots. <laughs> I hope everyone loses it. I hope everybody just goes crazy. Everybody backs Rusev. I don't, th- I don't think he will. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he will win, but I, I hope there's a reaction the if he doesn't. Like One thing that makes WrestleMania 31 stand out so much is that was a WrestleMania where they figured out what was cool before the fans did, and they went... You guys don't realise it, but Seth Rollins is really cool. And yeah, there he is in front of you. Whereas in so many other WrestleManias, the thing that we really want and have been crying out f- for for two months, they still haven't pulled the trigger on. Um, which is why 30 was great, because they finally did. And like, which is why this like AJ Styles Nakamura one is, is in such a weird place. Because they announced it so early on. Like, hey, yeah, you really like this and you're going to get it. And now I'm going, what's the catch? So I don't think Rusev's going to win because, again, they don't understand how to make baby faces and they don't understand when to pull the trigger on something that's really, really cool. And if they do, hooray. I'll be so happy. <laughs> well, other than a Rusev win, my wish for this match would be a Bobby Roode heel turn because at the moment he's an entrance and he's nothing he's other than face. that. Apparently so, yeah. Because ah. of the word glorious. But in NXT, he was brilliant as the kind of... He was a great heel. He's still with Roderick Rick, Strong Rick on the way Flair-esque out. esque kind of, you know, I've got more money, I don't really care. And it all worked really well. And then he's, come, he's a complete non-entity, right? Mm. And at the moment, he's just lost. 
and he should be you know this is his first wrestlemania he's got the entrance this should be a, a breakout moment for him but he's a, he's an also ran he's um, brand triple h yeah that's true he's tna triple h yeah. and that's it that's his ceiling good luck bobby have a good night in new orleans bar versus braun plus one um just quickly one word answer who's going to be the plus one carry alexa <laughs> the ice from the mix max challenge I, I want i want that one i don't <laughs> that sounds incredible yes please um i wouldn't be surprised if it's a handicap match if he just does it on his own and just 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 wins it you know just shows he doesn't need anyone else he's no. Strowman. he does not need anyone else i hope i hope he doesn't get a partner carl i hope he doesn't he's going to get elias and All it's right. going to be great i think ellsworth personally oh that would be nice because that completes ellsworth. the story because that's where Ellsworth first And it does started, let him do the handicap it? as well. And, you know, Braun can just be throwing Ellsworth on top of people. I think you do need... I think he does need a partner. I know a lot of people are of the opinion that belts are props. I don't think that. But it does devalue them slightly if one guy wins both tag title belts, no? Nah. I think when you pop so hard watching what Braun did in the Elimination Chamber, him having both tag belts isn't a problem. Braun Strowman regularly destroys main event talent. But Sheamus and Cesaro aren't have, two jobbers, are they? It doesn't have to. It doesn't come. To, it doesn't have to come to an end, though. He just beats them up so badly, and then the, you know, just you have the bell rings, and it just continues. I'd be happy with that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Give, give them two belts for a bit, and then have the Hardy Boys take it off him. Because uh, so the gimmick is Braun Strowman has two belts, two titles for a while, blah, blah blah blah, and then he meets a tag team, and their whole gimmick is we were a team. So that's the revival. That's the Hardy Boys. That's the New Day if they want to come over. That's the Usos if they want to come over. That's also, to a lesser extent, the Bar. So there are plenty of teams, and there's also a whole bunch of people from the Dusty Rhodes thing. AOP can come up. Imagine that. Braun Strowman's going, "Come get these hands," and AOP come out like, "Yo, one of us is as big as you. Let's do this." <laughs> Speaking of the Bar, Anton, you interviewed the Bar, presumably not in a bar. How was that? It was in a, it was in a hotel. What's it? So not really, just above a bar. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, they are they are off camera and on camera exactly the same as you'd expect. And the one thing that comes across is just how much they love being a team together. How much they bounce off each other. They love their rivalry. They love being a team. But they also they, they just bounce off each other. They're two very very funny people that know being together has enhanced their careers. That's a reason for you to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and, of course, follow us as well at the PU Podcast. So let's go from the Raw tag title situation to the one on SmackDown Live. We've got Usos versus The New Day versus The Bludgeon Brothers. Please tell me, Carrie, that this is the year that the Usos get a main show WrestleMania match. Yes, I think it probably is. I think the Usos have been magnificent in the past 12 months, probably most improved overall, both in ring and in terms of in character. What do you reckon? Gotcha. Completely agree. Could not agree with you more. I think they've been, they've brought a relevance to the tag team division that has been lacking for a long time because it's just basically been the New Day who've been superb and nothing else. So the Usos have just, yeah, they've been just, they're so good to watch. And their rivalry with New Day was some of the best matches entirety of WWE last 12 months. Uh, Carl, have you been down since roughly day one with the Usos? I've been on my day one-ish. Even when I'm on the face paint, I thought these guys are amazing. Uh, they were amazing when they were Roman Reigns' heavies after WrestleMania 32. Um, they're great. They have that similar problem to Revival where if one of them gets hurt, the other one can't go in a singles run. But they're amazing. And they do have that whole thing, we're a team. 
So yeah, you and, can and use... in your pro in their promos, you really notice that they're brothers because mm. there's there's no waiting for the other person, not even you know slightly. It's they, they don't miss a beat. What what have the Bludgeon Brothers added to this mix? Is it is it just a case of freshening it up because we've seen so much of New Days and Usos, or is it because Harper and Rowan are, are a legitimate tag team and may very well win this match? They deserve their spot in it. Luke Harper is amazing. I've, Luke Harper's single run will. Will have, if they ever do it, will be fantastic. I've, uh, one moment I think about a lot was just before the Survivor Series West Thing came out, when uh, the Authority needed a new person to come in, and Luke Harper throws Dolph Ziggler on the so- on the sofa and goes, "I'm a team player." Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah, you're a- get you in there doing stuff. I think the blueprint, like the ceiling for what we can get here, is AOP versus DIY versus. Uh, the revival. revival. I think if you do that with just the Bludgeon Brothers as AOP, and you get New Day and Uzos basically being, we've put, we've fought each other so much, we can also use each other's special moves on those two. Do that. The Bludgeon, the Bludgeon Brothers is very much it kind of feels like an eighty throwback with the whole style and you know oh they've come from nowhere but they're all perfectly choreographed outfits and well, going back to what you said earlier about when they when people come out I, when they come out. And they go face to face. I'm, I'm set. Kiss. I want them to kiss. <laughs> I want them to be uncomfortable brothers. I want them to be. I want it to get weird. This is what I want. If they're truly weird with masks and stuff, get the whole hog. Come on. Um, but and I was a bit sort of where they're going with this. And then when we saw them at Fastlane and they came out and they destroyed uh, the Usos and New Day. And when you see sort of you know Harper and Rowan throwing each other around on top of them, you're thinking there is an element that we haven't seen to this rivalry, which actually makes makes me think this match could be very good. Mm. It's going to be great. The Usos don't have bad pay per view matches. New Day don't have bad pay per view matches, and Luke Harper is terrifying as a heater. Uh, Eric Rowan is a wrestler. It's also there. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he had that promo on Raw where he talked about how much he liked fine wine? Just like one no. week when he had his terrible, terrible music and they did a backstage interview with him. He's like, you guys don't know anything about me. I, I, really, I like fine wine. Great. Thanks for that, Eric. Uh, I quite like this Rubik's Cube thing where yeah. he just solved Rubik's Cube in a promo. There's something there. There's something in him. He'll, he'll, he'll find it. Eric but. Rowan, the new Keith Floyd. I like that. <laughs> I, w- I would watch Rowan around America, go around all the vineyards of Sonoma. Producer Ben wondering if he's going to have a longer match than his last WrestleMania match, which lasted six seconds against uh, a certain Dwayne Johnson. Let's let's hope so. Um, let's flip over to the women's scene on Raw and Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. To me, this is classic WrestleMania fodder. Big versus little. Really looking forward to this one. Oh, yeah. Um, the story they've told from Alexa Bliss for the last couple of months really is Alexa Bliss is smarter than everyone else and that's why I like in my heels I like my if you're a heel either be really really much bigger than everyone else and beat them all up or just be damn fine smarter than everyone else and like the way she manipulated the elimination chamber to beat everyone like she reminds me of times of Kevin Owens and of Seth Rollins championship run where basically oh I'm beatable but I'm gonna like undo your boots. I'm gonna distract the referee, and I I love that in the champion. And I think the build to this, yeah, it's bullying and it's kind of annoying. But they've really managed to make Nia a really convincing babyface very very quickly. And yeah, Nia Jax is great. And also, I didn't expect to like Nia Jax as a face as much as I thought I would because in my head, Nia Jax is a, going to be one of the AOP and is going to be amazing. But yeah, I'll take like huggable Nia Jax I, I, I am a little disappointed in the build up that it has bubbled down to bullying considering 
Bliss is so clever and you know conceited and all these kind of things. And then it, it comes down. It's not quite Mickey James pig face kind mm. of thing we've seen before, but it is. It's still going on aesthetics, and um, that's the disappointing element to this angle. I kind of felt you know it, they could have been cleverer with the build up. There's you've multiple reasons not to like someone. Make you know why pick pick any of them. Don't necessarily just go. You're really big. And that's enough. Yeah, and and that's think... quite a, an unfortunate thing, Carrie, isn't it? When you think about Alexa's real life struggles with eating disorders, to then put her in that position to be having to fat shame somebody is exactly pretty crass. Exactly what I was about to say. And I believe that Nia Jax has had um, body image stuff. And they've both talked about it. They've both gone on record talking about body image stuff and eating disorders. And yeah, it, it's lazy. It's lazy, old school, diva style women's storytelling. And yeah, I've been a bit disappointed with it, really. I'm not as excited for this as I thought I would be because of that. Who do you think's going to win? Alexa. Oh, no. <laughs> you say that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she probably. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do I disagree with you slightly on Naya Carl because I think that she is, she's got such a soft voice and she's so pretty that she doesn't quite click for me as heels. I'm interested to see how she does as a face um, over the next couple of couple of weeks and months. Man, this is such a long card. I'm just looking at <laughs> We've still got more to go. Um, let's start with, well, as we're talking women, let's go with the women's battle royal. It's definitely nothing to do with that nasty woman. It's just a women's battle royal. Is this all just a set up for one of Sasha and Bailey to turn on the other at the finish and, and that's what we're doing this for? I hope so. Yeah, I, hope, I, 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 I don't want to see and I don't care about anything else in the match. That's the one thing that seems to be this is the only narrative going in. Yeah. And, and I want to see oh, some so I want to see some people, you know, maybe Lynch or something show what they can do in a couple of moves. But other than that, yeah, I want to see Bailey and Banks beat the crap out of each other. Who turns on who? Bailey. Bailey's going here, you reckon? So Bailey has this. Bailey has a very similar thing to Sami Zayn where when they get nasty, it's fascinating. So when Sami Zayn did that weird thing on the ladder to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 32. You're like, my God. Or when he hits the final Hulluva kit at Battleground 2015, you're taken aback because this is a really nice person. And if they're going to hit someone with that much force, you're terrified. Um, and there's this really cool thing about all the NXT horsewomen and women's wrestling is that they will have long hair. So you get like in-match degradation. So when Bailey has to like fix her ponytail to hit someone again, you're like, oh damn, she mad. <laughs> I'm into that. Um, so I think this is the one where Sasha and whatever's doing whatever and Bailey just basically has to fix her hair and just belt her. I think, it, I think it depends where it is on the card. If this is on the kickoff show, Banks is the heel. Mm. If it's on the main event, then maybe Bailey will finally turn because more people will see it and it'll be more of a moment. Um, the trophy, which has been leaked online, is, looks like a, a sort of hybrid of the Europa League trophy and a woman's uterus. Um, Carrie, you are our resident woman. <laughs> Yes, what, yes, I am. What do you think? So we've got two singles matches um, from the women's divisions on Raw and Smackers, respectively, and then this Battle Royal. They've been beating us over the head for the last two years about what a forward-thinking company they are because there were no female athletes in any um, in any sport or anything before WWE did the women's revolution. Is this Battle Royal necessary in the year when we've had the, the Chamber and the Rumble? Not necessary, but then you could say that about any of the matches we've got on this card, really. Um, I think it's nice that it's happening, and I I enjoy a battle royal, to be honest. Um, Two on one show? Yeah, why not? As long as no one eliminates themselves like Gail Kim did that time. Do you remember? When yes. she, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the lowest moment of her career, I think. Um, 
No, I'm looking forward to it. And you mentioned the women's revolution. I think what will be really revolutionary is when they stop going on about it all the time and just let their fantastic talent do their jobs and let their actual work speak for itself. Yeah. The build to the rumble annoyed me so much. I haven't brought myself to watch Empowered, the 24 special yet, because I, I don't think I can stomach it. it, it the, the constant insertion of Stephanie McMahon declaring something is a moment detracts from the moment to me. So um, the, the, great, the great parallel put for storytelling was how uh, WWE brought back war games, where you had all those characters just beating each other up and then Regal going, fine, okay, you want to beat each other up, now you have war games to when just everyone was kind of beating each other up and Stephen Mann comes out and goes, oh, hey, so technically in story, I'm supposed to be a bad person. But anyway, here are all the amazing things WWD done with women. So how about we do another one with a women's Royal Rumble? And like, oh, just no, just have them fight and then say, have a rumble. Just make things seem natural and organic as, as, a, as like a product of their personalities instead of just inserting these large moments. Because when you keep saying, now we're going to have a moment, it just curb so much progression right um sasha banks and charlotte having a hell in a cell match was amazing because that was a great combination of their feud so don't just go all right now you have a hell in a cell match just have it to the point where well we're gonna have to do it this way now there's this constant push and pull between wwe between wanting to be this amazing group for progression and not understanding that to do that properly you have to let the disenfranchised that minorities speak for themselves the visual of the daughter of a billionaire saying this is an empowering moment for women when there are so many women of color and whatever in the cast just being quiet rankled um in terms of the men's battle royal anton who you got Shaq, gronk who's gonna win it you expect you expecting what who am i expecting from the from the outside world to come in <laughs> i'm oh, genuinely don't know i've not thought about this battle royal at all it, is it still a thing ziggler's gonna we, be in it as usual do we need it in terms of no i was excited when i thought rusev would be in it hmm. when it didn't look like rusev had the support i thought oh this is the rusev day moment and now rusev day is going to be in the u.s so um yeah that's going to be a thing. I hope Kid Rock's in it. Let's, <laughs> let's put it that way. There's lots of tropes we're used to seeing in this by now. Last year, we got Killian Dane down to the final four. Not that he was heard of on the main roster again. Who would you be thinking, Carrie, from NXT, who's likely to get a spot? Hideo Itami did as well once, didn't he? I'd as like I Velveteen Dream to mm. get a spot. I think that would be good. I think... I, don't know, I think he he would work well on the big stage, and I just think that he's worked so hard for the past kind of twelve to eighteen months. I would I would like to see that. And presumably he can't win it because they've already done the NXT guy wins it angle with Corbin, haven't they? But whoever does win it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Because you get that little bit of spotlight, but then what happens thereafter? Not much. All you got to do is just say here, have a US title shot or something at the end of it. Even if it's just you know the next night on Raw or SmackDown, the GM of the program saying you've earned this. At least it's like an acknowledgement of well done. You've just beaten twenty other blokes. One match we haven't spoken about, which is, I would say, maybe could go on last. I sincerely hope it doesn't, but you never know. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Stephanie McMahon. Surely for once we're not going to get a 25-minute Triple H WrestleMania match. Oh, yeah, you no. Are. I mean, you, 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 you can't. Possibly? You can't. You've got three people in the ring that, you know... <laughs> they can't wrestle. They can't wrestle for something. <laughs> 
this cannot happen. You've got Kurt Angle, who's just tired, sort of dishevelled man who needs the money and just literally looks, can't stand up straight. He looks so broken. It's really sad to see. You've got Steph, who's fine. You know, can do a couple of minutes. You know, can maybe mock up a pedigree and, and slap about a bit. And then you've got Ronda, who it would be unfair to ask too much for her in her first match because she's got she's got to get into the swing of things. So hopefully it'll be short, but. The entrances will last 20 minutes and the VT will last five minutes. We saw on Raw you know, previously that the, the training montage VT was four and a half minutes long. So the build-up will probably be longer than the match. Mm, the McMahons yeah. are going to win and it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> How do you think Ronda's done, Carl, so far? Oh, man. I've never, I've never seen someone be flipped between being amazing and terrible minute to minute so quickly in the same way she flicks her emotions between really happy to be here oh i'm scowling and i'm angry yeah yeah um she's not ready she's so green uh she her sense of timing is off all the time she messed up the point to wrestlemania sign which is like in terms of pointing to wrestlemania sign the gap between ronda rousey doing it and asuka doing it to charlotte with just the elongated curl your arm out with a shake of just like sheer anticipation. She's like, oh, that's someone who's amazing at this and that's someone who's brand new and doesn't quite understand. Um, And Rousey can't decide if she's really happy to be here or if she's just meant to be nasty. Best case scenario is Ronda Rousey just beats up Triple H and stays away from Stephanie. because I think that's what's going to happen because they're the ones who are most mobile on each side so it's gonna end up with some kind of triple h and ronda did you not hear the the montage of the week in terms of the the trainer from ww performance center saying that steph's just as good as an olympic athlete yes so, I, did, I did hear you know, that i did hear that i remain unconvinced but um yeah triple h being willing to eat a potato for ronda rousey is nice and i i want to see more of that and i think that's that's how this match is saved just from the fact that steph is incapacitated rousey's in the ring triple h's like all right, I'm going to try and beat you up. Nope, just do that. I would love to see some UFC kind of ground and pound, not just the ju- not just the judo flips. Yeah, I want to see what makes Razzy so dangerous, not just an armbar. Yeah, I, I, I want to see. I want to be terrified well, of Ronda Rousey. That's like the secret thing of you. Like she wasn't that great in UFC in terms of ground and pound and stuff. Yeah, but she's still got more of a background than than anyone else. Just have a judo Tap flip stuff. Tap into it. Just have a judo flip stuff. That'll get old very quickly. Oh yeah, this is not going to be a good WWE career. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> uh, the only match we haven't spoken about is the Cruiserweight title match uh, that is vacant, of course. This is the climax of the tournament that's been running on 205 Live, which is going to surely open the kickoff show or be on the kickoff show. Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Have we got any hardcore 205 live viewers in the house it's the best thing wwe put out that you're not watching do you watch it no no <laughs> but, but when i but when i do <laughs> but when i do it's amazing uh, it, it's fantastic uh they're allowed to have character work they can they have very clearly defined movesets which you don't really get on raw are you talking the anymore? triple h era 205 live or pre because there's been a big shift in the last few weeks since Drake Maverick's come in, hmm. Triple H supposedly booking it. It's been taken off Raw. So are we talking then, or did, were you a fan of the Noam Dar, Alicia Fox, all that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, no. It's got a lot better recently, and, and I think it's been... every Most of the complaints people who watch Raw week to week have are answered by 205 Live, but you don't watch them because... There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours in the day, and unfortunately, the small guys 
don't get as much of a push as the big guys. Um, uh, and like move differentials is massive in 205, which I love because eventually there's only so many people hitting each other with discus lariats you can take. So when someone hits someone with a Spanish fly in 205, I'm like, yeah, amazing. Um, but it's going to be a great match, but no one will care. Are you, let's put it this way. Are you more excited about the match between two very, very good cruiserweights or are you excited to see Drake Maverick you know, Rockstar Spud at WrestleMania? For me, it's probably the latter. It's probably just the match for me, but I, I know what you're saying. Um, Cedric Alexander is a great wrestler. He's got an excellent finishing move in the lumbar check, which looks horrendously painful, but he's not got much in terms of personality. Does that matter in a 205 Live match like this? Is it just going to be flippy floppy? You can watch this on the network if you like, which yeah. you've ordered to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, it's 205 Live is, is about the matches rather than the people. And Mustafa Ali is really good. I really He's, enjoy yeah, his stuff. Say, there's more to him as well, character-wise. I really than, like him. Than, um, than he gets credit for as well. He hasn't really had a chance to shine or develop sort of on mic absolutely and the other thing about 205 Live is it's the place you can see Drew Gulak so you know it's worth watching just for that yeah. <laughs> it's the great they, it, it's a great shame how badly they got the Cruiserweight division wrong at the start and how much they fixed it when they got Neville and then Neville disappeared and it all just but it's getting better again so give it a go and Mustafa Ali is a very rare example of a foreign wrestler whose gimmick is not I am a foreign wrestler or is it well he's American but he's of um, mm-hmm. Pakistani de- descent and that's not that doesn't form the basis of his character his character is he's a great wrestler yeah there, there's so much to enjoy about 205 and I can't watch it because I'm tired by watching after the time I've watched Raw and Smackdown and that's my problem um in terms of everything else, that's the that's the main card and the kickoff covered. Uh, we're going to be watching the Hall of Fame the night before. It seems like a pretty weak class to me. Nope. No. It's Goldberg. Goldberg's, Goldberg's Hall of Fame thing will be cool because because Heyman's doing the induction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that why, be... why is Heyman doing the induction? That was my question, Anton. He's not the first person you link with no, um, with and, Goldberg. He's two and one over Lesnar. So the, the, that's the speech. This is the man with the win record over Brock Lesnar. This is like again in the whole like Lesnar's really cool when he's fighting someone he respects. Uh, Heyman's really cool when he's trying to sell someone that you're supposed to be afraid of. So when Heyman's talking loads about Goldberg and the fairy tale, or he's talking loads about Samoa Joe, or he's talking loads about Braun Strowman being Braun Strowman. That's captivating. Is this not just sort of? It's not a great class, as you just mentioned. So let's get Paul Heyman in because. He will give a great speech. He, you know, he could be inducting a, a can of Dulux into the Hall of Fame, and, you, and you'd listen to Paul Heyman talk about it. I'm looking forward to Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys being inducted by Edge and Christian will be fun, but it's not a great Hall of Fame class. And it, it, this is one of the years where you would think you'd pull the trigger on inducting The Rock because yeah. that's a thing. Like every, eventually, you're going to get to a point where there's no one good to induct into Hall of Fame. So, all right, Rocky, in you go. Yeah, but you need to book Rock for the weekend, <laughs> and that's you know clearly. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You probably need to, yeah, yeah. You would need to book him for the whole weekend, so they're going to need to you save can. up the pyro budget for a little while longer before they can um, they can afford that. How about takeover? Uh, I'm presuming we're all of the mind that takeover is often a more enjoyable show than WrestleMania, and that will probably be the same again this year. Yeah, I'm excited for the f- the finale, maybe of Gargano Champa. 
maybe. How good has that build been? Oh, so exciting. Oh, the my goodness. build me. in WWE. I just watched the episode of NXT the other day. We won't spend long on this, but we've got to mention it. When um, Champ is ripping up signs and then Gagano comes out the crowd and my, I had to pick my jaw up off the floor and it's one of those kind of, ah, yeah, wrestling is one of the best things in the world ever because of these two. Yep. I love, I love everything about it. I love, I love the way they fell apart. I love, I love the week by week sort of just little incremental things you see and so forth. Oh, just everything. Champ is so horrible. Champ is oh, the black heart is just and everything. Like, even Gargano's music and his wife and every, everything about his storyline is perfect. It's brilliant television. He it's should so be Daniel Bryan's surprise partner if Shane O'Mac can't. Oh my beast, still my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, North American title. They're introducing the second belt for the singles guys in NXT, which I think is about time. You can often have people treading water. Um, this looks like a great match on paper. Oh, man. Velveteen dream. I can't wait for that entrance. Um, it's got four, five wrestlers who I just love intensely and I'm also so curious to see how they'll figure it all out on the main stage. Give me more Velveteen dream. Give me more Adam Cole, baby. Give me more Lars Sullivan. Put it in my face. <laughs> yeah, it could be could be brutal, and in in a wonderfully wonderfully impactful. I shouldn't be liking this because there's actual pain going on right. Like in front the of Adam the Cole Alistair Black match. Ex- yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. War Games too. This is War Games too, and I can't wait. We'll be back next week breaking it all down. In the meantime, you can check out Anton's interview with WWE Hall of Pain and Hall of Famer Mark Henry on our feed. And you can follow us on at the PU podcast on WrestleMania night. Carrie, where can people keep up with you? At Carrie Sparkle. And Anton? At Sky Anton. And Carl? At Anchorman 616. And I'm at Matt Davis FC. Davis is D-A-V-I-E-S. Listeners, we need your help as we strive for a main event push. So please rate, review, share and subscribe. We've got our WrestleMania Rewind starting soon. But for now, this has been Parts Unknown. The Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddykneesmedia.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.